to the J. Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. So I'm sitting here with David from uh, B Plus. He's the co-founder of probably the coolest co-working space I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I have once described it as we work on steroids because that's exactly what it is. Uh, I had the fortunate opportunity to go up recently to Shenzhen and see one of his spaces, uh, one of the many, the few, he has quite a number now. Um, and it is just, uh, it's mind blowing. You know, he has a bunch of beers on tap and just this, everything about it, it looked like an Apple store. So I was so in, intrigued. Um, I had to sit down with him, get him on the podcast. Anyway, thanks for coming on. I think that, uh, you know, it'd be good to start off with a little bit of background of yourself. Um, where you you know where you're from uh where you're from originally and um how you got into this whole startup mess all right uh thanks for fa- uh, having me jay um so my name is dave tai co-founder of b plus um i was born and raised in hong kong and now i'm starting up in shenzhen um so far three years so when i was in university um i went to zhuhai which is the city next to macau and then at the time when we were at year three and year four, um, me and a couple of my friends decided to do something different because at that time, um, the tuition fees of our school was quite expensive. So we decided to do something and earn our money back. Um, so we opened a couple of restaurants there and luckily um, we survived and Right now, we are still running it. We, we have seven now in wow. Zhuhai. Um, so, and at that time, when we have around three or four restaurants, we have um, we have a lot of staffs. Um, we have HR people, finance people, um, and that's why we, 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 need, we need an office. So, but in Zhuhai, Zhuhai is a city that that is very peaceful, um, and it stays the same for 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 the it will stay the same for the next ten years. And we couldn't find a very satisfying office, so that's why we decided to build our own office. And this this is how how we got into the co-working space industry. Very interesting. What what exactly were you studying in college? Uh, applied psychology. Okay, so okay. nothing to do with uh, entrepreneurship or anything. Uh, of that not stuff. much, <laughs> but uh, still, some a bit related to maybe consumer psychology, sure. something like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, that that's actually a, a very important part of of commerce is 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 psychology. Um, so pretty interesting backstory. Uh, you know, I think that it's pretty ambitious uh, of you guys to basically come up with this F&B idea while in college. You know, I mean, uh, I remember when I was in college, I was too busy getting drunk <laughs> to to worry about uh, how to pay for anything. I, I, just, I always thought I would pay for it after 
afterwards uh, and, <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting myself into some credit card debt but uh, regardless um, that's very commendable that you guys started this now this has basically spawned into uh, a very large business maybe you can tell us a little bit about um, what happened after college how uh, this business then helped you leapfrog into uh, what is now known as B+. Okay, cool. Um, so we found B+, technology uh, back in 2015, uh, three years ago. And at that time, we were f just thinking to build an office and f for a for company, for our catering company, and make, we can have a bit of area that we can sublease to other companies. And so our first space was built by containers. Um, it was lucky that um, there was a software park in Zhuhai um, that they support a lot on the university students' entrepreneurship project. Mm. And then they find our project quite um, creative and they find us, our team, quite trustworthy. So. The boss of the software park said, hey, maybe I give you land and then you can build your own co-working space or uh, stuff like that. So um, we use 36 containers um, and steel structures to build our first co-working space. And in that space, we have not only office, but we also have restaurants, gym, um, event places, meeting rooms, and a rooftop bar. So at that time, we positioned ourselves as the lobby of the software park because not only the space served the people working uh, in there, but it also served the 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 staffs and all the companies that in that park. When people get off work, um, they can come to B Plus, eat there to join our events, to meet up, and to network with the staffs in there. So um, we start off in, uh, this is, uh, we got quite quite a um, smooth start in Zhuhai. And at that time, we were thinking to expand in other cities. So Guangzhou and Shenzhen um, was our next plan because these two are the big cities and we we want to we want our brand to be become bigger so we soon we also loc locate and expand our our offices in guangzhou and shenzhen and right now um after doing co-working space for a couple of years we we locate b plus we we identify ourselves as the space operator and Builder, um, not only we now we do co-working space, we are also trying to build different spaces to promote a new lifestyle for people. So after um, I'll I'll be explaining um, the spaces that we are doing at the moment. We are working on the China largest bakery um, in Nanshan, which is in Shenzhen, and we are also working on our hotel and shopping mall projects. So we hope um, the space that we build um, can give people a new way of working and new way of network and new way of 
uh, living. I, I love the the concept, and I love how it, it literally has uh, you've taken uh, a seemingly simple concept of a co-working space and basically expanded it into a lifestyle mm-hmm. solution. Really, um, going back to your space in in Zhuhai, um, and when you said containers, you're talking about shipping containers, like yeah. the large steel uh, sort of boxes that you see out on those big uh, shipping. Uh, uh, boats, right? Yes. How do, uh, so it reminds me because I, I remember reading an article in Silicon about Silicon Valley where the prices had inflated so much mm-hmm. uh, for rent and for housing that startup founders and teams were had moved into shipping containers in, right. in Silicon Valley, and so uh, that's the first thing that came to my mind. But it's also uh, it was put together very beautifully and artistically because, uh, and we'll get the links up on the the, the show notes. But um, if you go to your website, you can see photos of it's almost like a piece an artwork um i just wanted to ask you how did you a source the containers um, or even come up with that idea to begin with um and then as far as getting the design in and building out you know stuff like the bar and stuff like that you know like how, how did that all come together right um so when we decide to do co-working space um we look at many um architecture around the world um we also fly to different countries to see different um, offices uh, for example Google um, Airbnb in the States and it really inspired us that um, the people working in the States can have a very comfortable relaxing chilled place to work whereas the people in China um, we are working in a relatively boring and stiff place so we we were trying to do something different and we we saw the concept of containers that is used uh, for living um, in the states and then we were thinking maybe we can use containers to build our own office and some um, some people in my team actually none of um, our teammates are the co-founders we have actually 10 in total, quite a lot. Um, um, We are all from the same university and none of us have the background of architect or interior design. But at that time, we, at first we used, we bought um, a bunch of Legos. Um, Mm. We used Legos um, as containers to build um, our first model of the space. And later on, uh, some of my teammates, they start learning how to use CAD and SketchUp um, to better draw um, the space and the inner design. So, and at that time it was like um, from zero to run and we we were not confident if if that's possible. But after we drawn all the, we designed all the work, we give it um, to an architect school and let them to do all the um, calculating work, and then um, and then we also source the containers from a factory. So all the containers were tailor made uh, from a factory, and they sh- after they manufacture manufacture the containers, they ship to Zhuhai and and assemble together like Legos. So it was very quick um, and. It looks very cool as well, and relatively is cheaper 
than traditional architect. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it, you, the first impression would be like, oh, it must be much cheaper. But when you just ex- described it, you basically custom designed the, the container themselves. So it's actually bespoke containers that you, you actually use. I think that um, maybe we can, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's brilliant. I, I, I love it. I love the design. Uh, and it, aesthetically, it's very pleasing. Um, why don't we use that as a segue into talking a little bit about the business model of co-working spaces? Um, this is something that we've talked about before in mm-hmm. the past. You know, I mean, obviously, right now you have uh, you have the likes of WeWork, which is uh, mm. I don't know if they're actually they're they're not making any money, but somehow their valuation is extremely extremely rich. Um, you know, it seems like such a difficult model. I mean, even here in Hong Kong, they have what two or three uh, WeWork spaces already, and they just keep seem to keep opening and opening not an easy niche that you've decided to enter obviously your business hmm. model is slightly different uh it's more ex- expansive but um maybe you can talk a little bit about the co-working space business model and how you guys specifically uh aim to succeed in in that business right so first of all all the spaces are designed and operate by ourselves. um right now we have a design school um, only to design spaces, build spaces, and also is designing office space for other companies as well. So we are the only two um, co-working space in China that have the ability to design our own space. One is WeWork and another one is us. And it's actually super important if you have those design skills because um, it's hugely related to your operation. Um, every it has a very deep logic um, in the design. For example, how what's the size? Basically, what's the size of the desk? Um, how many rooms? We, how many seats we can put in the space um, to make people not feel too squeezy, to too narrow and but in but at the same time also um, you have to make money and mm-hmm. how to make people to feel uh, comfortable in terms of building a huge space so first of all we have a very strong designing team um, in designing beautiful space and perfect space for the um, companies that working there Secondly, our business model are very different from uh, traditional co-working space. When you compare co-working space, um, they are serving um, their clients, which is all the companies and corporations. But for our business model, we are serving the not only the corporations, but also we are serving all the people on the street, which is we have a huge lobby you can see it's a cafe or Starbucks on the first floor of the co-working space. So we turned a business model that was to be into a business model that's to be and to see. So for our for our first for our lobby, our first floor, we have a f- huge area that there are free flow of uh, coffee, tea, and over. 100 different kinds of beverages over there and beer and beer of course <laughs> and these are all free 
to our members in B plus. So our members they can come down what whenever they want to work there to meet meet their clients um, to read to have a coffee to chill out. And this space is also serve uh, the people on the street. It we have a lot of walk-ins every day. Mm-hmm. We are selling members. We are selling um, tickets. So for if you want to um, want to come into B Plus Lobby, you can buy a ticket like in Disneyland, and this uh, ticket will be a day pass, which only costs thirty-five kwai, like five dollars, and then you can sit in B Plus Lobby for a day, and all you can drink. So <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> very very good deal. So we have tons of uh, freelancer. Um, one person starts that come into work in the lobby because it's much more quiet than cafe and much better environment than uh, that than the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, is we we can we are also seeing there are lots of interaction between the people from the outside and our members in the lobby. So it engage the interaction between these two and right now for the retail part which is the lobby is almost 10 is nearly 10% of our overall revenue in one space and in the future it it will definitely grow more and to B plus to C is a very innovative and unique model that we are trying um, to to take in more and we we can see that the synergies between these two um, will enhance the business that uh, we are doing at the moment it makes sense I mean I I would just imagine myself let's say I wa- I stumbled into a B plus lobby and I'd say hey there's there's a lot of lot going on here there's a good uh, community here there's a lot of founders you know mm-hmm. if i'm start a founder i want to mingle talk with other co-founders if i maybe want to meet a couple of investors hey let me try a day pass first let me buy a day pass try it out have a few beers you know yeah. enjoy the facilities let's say i wanted to then escalate uh ascend into another uh offering okay so why don't you talk us through your your different offerings as in a hot desk versus a private office and mm-hmm. you know i even saw that uh, in your space in shenzhen they even had like sleeping uh, quarters where you could go and take a nap or i don't know what the, the model is there maybe you could explain it to us right so um actually all the spaces that we are designing is innovating um from the first space that we designed was containers at that space it was it was a much smaller one. We only have like a hundred seats there, and we we're not we're not able to put a lot of facilities in there because it's relatively a small space. So we have some um, sofas and bin bags for people to sleep after the lunch time. Because if you are if you know if you're working in mainland, you know people they need to take naps after mm-hmm. lunch. And but we can we, we we can see that not many people have a good rest after lunch in our space. So we decide to put napping beds into our new space mm-hmm. for people to better take uh, take their naps and 
um, have a better um, condition in the in the work um, afternoon. So when we uh, when we have the experience that operate different space, um, we can we can know better about what the client needs, what the user needs, and then it also help us better. Um, design and innovate our next spaces. Mm. So all the spaces you see now is slightly different. Uh, so far, we have five co-working space mm-hmm. in Zhuhai, Guangzhou, Shenzhen. So one in Zhuhai, two in Guangzhou, and two in Shenzhen. Um, the one that you went, we have eighteen taps of craft beers, yep. free flow, and in in the space that. Um, the the new space in Shenzhen we don't have, we only have three taps <laughs> <laughs> because um, we relocate the new space in the city center, and in there we have a new 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 tea bar area which sell teas, mm. um, like not the traditional Chinese hot tea but the new model the new um, cold fancy and with the cheese. The 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 young the people like, um, like the Taiwanese uh, tea. Yeah. So um, so you can see each space um, we designed are slightly different and fit with the people in different area. I like it. Um, before we move on to the next segment, uh, just last thing on that: Have you ever had uh, to deal with people? maybe abusing the spaces you know what i mean i mean look <laughs> we all know that uh th- there's there there are some uh people that take advantage in this world unfortunately and this is something that you have to uh to deal with when you're running a, a su- somewhat uh, public space like that you know has that ever happened and how do you deal with something like let's say someone overstays they're they're welcome someone sleeps in the in the uh, sleeping quarters overnight or whatever you know how how do you how do you deal with that sort of situation yeah, so um, luckily, um, so far we don't have too much trouble mm-hmm. um, when we run the spaces because um, all of our members are quite, um, they're, they're high quality members, I right. can see, because we, we are aiming at the high-end co-working space, which um, our clients are mainly from Fortune 500 companies, um, SMEs, fast-growing startups, and all of them seems to have a um, good background. And um, if people, some people may um, stay, stay overnight in the napping beds, but which is forbidden. But sometimes, if they have to um, have a lot of projects together and really they're really sleepy, then we may uh, we may let them sleep for maybe a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Well. I guess uh, I guess it comes with the territory, but hopefully they don't get too out of hand. <laughs> but um, I guess in an ir- ironic way, it's uh, kind of a good problem to have because it means that your space is becoming more popular and getting more uh, credence out there. Um, I, I want to just uh, switch gears a little bit. You've mentioned uh, earlier, um, obviously you have five spaces now. You were talking a little bit about your future plans. Talk to us some more about um, what you're going to be doing next. You mentioned the bakery concept, perhaps, and uh, potentially other exciting uh, uh, things that you're working on for for B plus. Right now, we have two product lines mainly. One is co-working space, 
Another one we called is the B plus lifestyle. Uh, the concept of it is that we are trying to provide lifestyle solution to people two thirds of the time in a day. So, which is 16 hours. Mm -hmm. For the first eight hours, they will be in office. For the next eight hours, it will be when they get off work. Mm -hmm. um, they they need to spend their day in 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 a restaurant in 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 a hotel or in other spaces. So right now we are trying to solve um, the two third times of people one day. Um, so we have co-working space which provide a new concept of working to people and we introduce because actually co-working is still quite new to China um, many people are re we're still educating the market for for letting people know the benefit of working with different exciting companies together and we are trying to right now we are building um, artist spaces that we hope people they can have a um, new way of connecting with their friends um, chilling out going to get food so that's why we we built the new um, the uh, bakery that mm -hmm. I was talk we were talking about so the bakery um, we are aiming at the China largest scale bakery in that bakery um, we will make new breads every day. Uh, we will have 30 to 40 different types of breads from all over the world. Wow. And we, all, we also have coffee, tea, um, dessert to serve people. So it's like a Mecca Starbucks mm -hmm. um, where people, they can basically come in and spend a long time in there. And we are trying to um, become a world-class solution, world-class lifestyle solution uh, company, and utilizing the our ability in designing and operating. I think it's pretty. It, it's very disruptive, actually. I think when 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 you were explaining to me, I think it's very smart how you think about a person's day uh, eight hours of work eight hours uh, after work and then sleeping um, maybe in the future the whole day we can solve but right now we only solve two foot <laughs> unless you're one of those guys that's uh, sleeping overnight in the in the sleeping chambers uh, I, I would not be surprised David if I see all these co-working spaces start pivoting and expanding their offerings following your lead uh, because it makes perfect sense you know I mean so traditionally when you think about a co-working space you think about uh, literally a serviced office and then we work came in and they added a a beer tap and a ping pong table and that was disruptive right because they were like oh all of a sudden you can have fun here and you can work now you're taking it one step further and you're trying to capture uh, that second eight hours which I think is is brilliant um, David, thanks so much for 
sharing uh, your experience as we look to wrap up. Uh, I always like to ask entrepreneurs for a piece of advice that you could give to the audience. Um, and, you know, I think that you have a very unique experience uh, and you started very young at a co during college. Um, so I think that, um, you know, I think our audience, there's a lot of them listening that could probably relate to you and probably want to, to hear one piece of advice. If there's one piece of advice you could give to them uh, as far as entrepreneurship or maybe how to, to, to start your startup, uh, what would it be? Be kind, be helpful, and always give back to community. Um, because if you look after your mate, your mate will look after you. So this is um, how I see uh, community and starting up. Um, you're not fighting, you're not walking alone. You're working with a group of people that have the same value mm -hmm. with you. So... Um, You're, you have to always keep your mind open um, knowing what your friends, what other people are doing and if you have the ability and if you are you try to help others um, and when they grow they will ha also help you so right. this is um, how I see um, how I see when we do business in China we care a lot of uh, which is relationship mm -hmm. and network um, and like last week I brought 40 Hong Kong staff founders to Shenzhen um, they are all very early, early stage mm -hmm. um, startups because um, the purpose of me bringing them to Shenzhen is that I hope people and especially young people can see what I see and ex in Shenzhen mm -hmm. and know what's happening out there not only um, facing not only looking at the small market in Hong Kong so we went to four of the top-notch innovative um, companies in Shenzhen including Tencent, Royal, ByteDance and of course B Plus and to talk to executives and experience um, the product in there so it was truly a mind-blowing day and um, the the Hong Kong founders they said it was very uh, they saw something that there was out out of the world and I think um, this is um, how I can give back to the community mm -hmm. and um, I, in the future I really hope more Hong Kong talents can come back to China and embrace the growing opportunities in here. So um, I will help out more Hong Kong startups uh, in the future. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. the plan. Uh, good advice. I mean, I think that it's something that I uh, learned as well over over the many years is um, just being uh, just giving without expecting anything in return. Um, is 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 pretty much the way to operate your business, and uh, you know, good things start to happen when you least expect it. You know, I mean, if you play the long game and you give and you give without expecting anything in return, that people will remember uh, you, and when you need help, um, they'll help you. So, yes, um, thanks so much for your time. Thank and, you very uh, much. We'll, we'll get all your contacts and links up on the show notes, and we're looking forward to uh, hearing more about good things about B Plus in the future. Yeah, cheers. All right, take care.
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under three hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness.